From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 248 for the week of February 6, 2014. The Diz Disneyland edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan a perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I'm your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by our Disneyland team. Nancy Johnson, Mary Jo Malata-Willie, Michael Bowling, and Tony Spatel. In this week's show, D23's Jeffrey Epstein joins us to tell us what events are coming up this year for D23. I take a look at another Good Neighbor Hotel, this time the Staybridge Suites. And I chat with City Race creator John Hennessy. All that plus this week's news, roundtable rapid fire, and our Diz Sports Thread of the Week on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Hello, everyone. Hey there, Heather. Hello. 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 Hello there. <laughs> you steal my opening. <laughs> she you did. Know? She snatched oh, it. Goodness. I just didn't feel like that the Heidi Ho nice. there this morning. <laughs> you have to patent all your, all your hellos. What the heck? <laughs> um, anybody have anything in housekeeping this, this fine day? Yes. Go ahead, Tony. Um, so sometimes when I'm aimlessly driving around or make a lot of wrong turns, which turns which Tom has seen me do, do walking in the park, let alone driving. Um, when did we, they put that castle there? Yeah, exactly. No, I know where it is. I just can't find it. Um, <gasps> wait, what? I know, Tony. right? No, I didn't mean it because of... I'm just saying I'm directionally challenged. So um, they're building... A new um, so I'm waiting apart. We talk about all the stuff that they're supposedly going to build, and we're like, "Yeah, right." No, that they are building it. And um, if you go and uh, let me think of my directions, north. Yes, north. <laughs> on Beach Boulevard. I think Beach is north south. Yeah, north. Yes, uh, um, yeah. They're building a huge entertainment district mall kind of thing, and it's being built. Like it's not just because for a few years it was just the cool. Um, wrap around the fence right. which in southern california with the, the economy and everything you've seen those there for a while but no it's being built and it's going to have shops and it looks like it's basically going to be a garden walk type of place what i'm interested to see so it's basically i'm saying it's going to be it's being built i'm seeing it be it's there the girders are up and it's been it's continually moving forward on like roscoe's um i'm Tom- interested to what I was going to say, well, finish what you're going to say, then I'll ask you. What I'm interested to see about it, actually, is, so now, of course, that gives more options for people that are at Disneyland if they have the art, because the art drives that way. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. you think of, and I'm interested to see the success it's going to have versus Garden Walk. And I want, because Garden Walk's got great stuff, but nobody seems to ever go there. This one, they've got kind of a different clientele. They have the Knott's Prairie Farm people, but they also have the locals that are in that neighborhood. So I, I, cause I don't think, I think Garden Walk was built specifically for the entertain the um, Anaheim Resort area. Right. And nobody's really going there unless they're from there. I mean, some are where this is seemed to, seeming to be built for both. So I'm interested to see what, um, how it turns out. And then maybe in the next show, I'll see exactly what they're being, what, what, what is supposed to be going in there and stuff. But it's being built. So that yeah. and the Ferrells, Buena Park is Hopping. trying to take names and prisoners or whatever that cliche is. 
And then with uh, <laughs> Kirk Wall and the Hillbillies there, too, and that place is going to be jumping. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Entertainment and food. Okay, so I was going to ask you this new, um, let's say that we're going from Knott's Prairie Farm north on Beach Boulevard. On the right side of the road. It's on the right-hand side before you get to the freeway, though. So it's clo- like, is it going to be no, walking? No, it's, dis- okay, it's, it's, it's north of the 91. Okay, so it's on the other it's side. Not, by- yeah, it's not walking distance. Okay. Orangethorpe, I hate to get all local, but it's it's the corner of Orangethorpe going north, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, so then uh, I can picture it. Farther north than Target, then. Um. Okay, now I'm starting to get lost. Let me think. Is this exciting? <laughs> this is an exciting podcast. Um, Target. I don't where Target. Everybody, is. take out your maps. Yeah, I think it, it's. I think it's. Yeah, it's Kitty Corner. It's. It's in that area. Okay, it's that's like pretty across, close. Yeah, so it's pretty close. Now I'm assuming they'll have a shuttle or something there, because like I don't know if I'd walk. I mean, I guess I would, but if they have a shuttle, but I, I don't know when this is going to be finished. But um, but it's a nice there. option for people because a lot of times people come in. And they'll say, well, where can I go um, buy something, grab something to eat off, off-site? So that is going to be cool. Well, and then also over there is where you have um, the uh, Medieval Times and the pirate-like theater show. Like, so you're having other th- – you know, there's, there's multiple things. So yeah. almost, if you will, I can see it, not to bring the Disney World – Thing, but um, if you're staying at Disneyland and then you went over kind of like you would with the marketplace and uh, not marketplace, but uh, the commons, you know, at Disney World, what is it called? Come on, help me out. Downtown the Crossroads. The Crossroads. Thank you, the Crossroads. Yeah. I th- something like that where it's there, but it's um, it's it's not specifically. Oh, I found the um, it's called the Source. Thank you. It's called the Source. The Source at Beach because everything has to have a cool name. <laughs> and um, it looks all cubic, and I don't think that, but no, that was the correct adjective. Bunch of cubes. It looks all cool. Um, but, um, and that's, yeah, the source is going to be the, it's right where the, it's right near where the 5 and the 91 meet. But, um, so they're, um, they're building stuff. Excellent. Any other housekeeping? I have one. Go ahead, Michael. Well, restaurant we've talked about on past shows, Encounter, a retro future theme bar and restaurant inside the iconic Los Angeles International Airport theme building that was upgraded by Walt Disney Imagineering in 1997, so the interior matched the sci-fi building exterior. Well, that restaurant closed in December of last year, and they say it's as a result of the change in traveler habits due to the long security lines that passengers have to go through to return to their gate after dining and because of a general improvement in the quality of food offered inside the concourse and so far there's been no announcement of a replacement for the encounter so that's um too bad that was certainly an iconic you know fixture at los angeles international that's really sad Mm -hmm. gone are the days of getting in the elevator and hearing the 60s sci-fi music (laughs) And the views from up there were great. Yeah, I remember my kids when they were little, you know, being at the windows. And the and the the ro- restaurant rotated. Mm-hmm. You and know. the food was good. Yeah, it never rotated, did it? Yeah, I thought that was just once a- upon a time it rotated. It stopped rotating. Oh, did it really? Okay, it's been a yeah, long time it- since I actually. 
I thought I thought Wayne had said at one point that that was just a no. I was urban legend. I was up there and it was rotating. Okay. And I or did no, she I just have to one too many uh, <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. martinis? <laughs> no, I thought I think it used to rotate. Yeah, probably back in the day. Because we all know Mary Jo's <laughs> had some days. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> I'm getting it left and right over here. Save Tom. All right. What's not, next? Do you have a, do you have a <laughs> housekeeping, Mary Jo? Um. Yeah, I do. Um, okay. We had talked about Dapper Dance last week, and I was just wanted to remind everybody that Charles Phoenix will be... Dapper Day. Dapper Day. Dapper I'm sorry. Well, Michael will be dressed like Dapper Dan, I think, on Dapper Day, but... Yes. <laughs> um, Dan's days. On Saturday, Charles Phoenix has a show at 3 p.m., and then there is a show in the um, evening that's free from 7 to 8.30 called Let's Talk Dandy, and I just wanted to remind people that if they want to go, you have to... Um, we ha- we'll have the link to Dapper Day in our show notes. And if you want to go to the Charles Phoenix show, you can click on the link. It's, I believe, $29 to go see it. And Lex Talk Dandy is free. And they're both going to be at the Grand California Hotel. And we got our tickets to go to the Charles Phoenix presentation. Yay! Mm-hmm. So Michael and I will be... They're good. So Michael and, and Carol... Yes, yes, and I my wife's name yes, is Carol. <laughs> I was when you said we, I wasn't sure if Carol was going or not. Sorry, Carol. <laughs> so, so Carol, Michael, and I will be there. Hopefully, some Dizzers will be there too, and and join us um, for for the shows. It's just going to be a lot of fun. Where, where's the show at? Where's the Charles Phoenix show at? Char, um, Charles Phoenix show is going to be in the Grand California Hotel. Oh, okay. It's good. So it's going to be on property. Okay. Yes, mm-hmm. and so is the uh, Let's Talk Dapper. Right. Which is really cool. Um, two different two different sections, but in the the convention area of the Grand Californian Hotel. And then we're talking about um, getting together on Sunday. Um, Michael can he has more details on that. Right at the Riverbell Terrace at one o'clock on Sunday the twenty third, and we'll all meet there. Have socializing, good food, you know. And then we'll walk over to the Mark Twain Mixer at 2 o'clock and ride, take a whirl around the rivers of America. Whee! Yeah, I'm really looking forward. And then I think Nancy says she's going to try and be there and Tom's going to come down. So it's going to be fun. We might even get Tony to come. No tutu. Maybe he'll wear something else. But Oh, no, you, you're not coming, Tony. You're going to be busy. I'm going to be doing a conference. That usually I stay yeah. at Tom's house, but if Tom's not there, we'll party at Tom's house. <laughs> <laughs> Just like in high school. Um, any other housekeeping? No. No? No? Nothing? Okay, cool. Uh, don't forget chat nights, Wednesday nights, 9 p.m. Love to see you all there. Maybe I should start giving away gifts or something. Um, email us if you want to and let us know how we're doing at dlpodcast.wdwinfo.com. That came out horribly. If you want show notes or links to anything we talk about, you can find that at disunplug.com. Um, if nothing else... No? Good. Okay. Head over to Tony with the news. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Stalling I, for time. I know, I have it. There we go. Okay. That's right. Speaking of Buena Park. Yes, let's, we were. Yes. Kids who go to Knott's Berry Farms or adults Camp Snoopy will soon be able to fly a kite with Charlie Brown, mm-hmm. ride an all-terrain vehicle with Pigpen, Pigpen, and soar on one of Linus's blankets. 
Now it's announced that the three new rides are coming to 30-year-old Camp Snoopy as part of the area's makeover. The park also said which rides are getting the boot. We took a hard look and... You just keep saying, because mm, you know all this, huh? This is not yeah. for you. But I don't. I yes, haven't heard... This is, is news to know, me. He's the kid in the class that he's already read the story. <laughs> and he's annoying all of us when we're trying to learn about this. We took a hard look and wanted to make sure we reinvested on what we thrive on in the area, which is family fun. Not spokeswoman lady... Lady Alvarado. Oh, yeah, I'm trying. I'm totally trying to do the Mary Joe, but I don't. How would I? How would I say your name? Late L E I D Y Mary Joe. Lady. Oh, thanks for Gregorizing <laughs> that name. A Revelo said. <laughs> the park previously announced Camp Snoopy's remodel, along with the refurbishment of the Calico Mine Ride. The rides leaving Camp Snoopy: Snoopy Bounce, a bounce house shaped like Snoopy, Log Peeler, a mini scrambler ride, and Charlie Brown Speedway, a stock car race course. Arevalo said she was not sure why those rides were chosen, but generally she said the park wanted to add a fresh feel to the area. Little side note, I think the spokesperson should know why the rides were chosen. I'm just saying. <laughs> I find that kind of funny. Um, like, why wouldn't they know? Like, I don't know why they chose them, but I'm the spokesperson. Okay, don't you think Susie Brown would have known? Okay, well, Snoopy's Bounce House, really, that was an attraction. I mean, well, no, but yeah, but Susie is, wouldn't have told you exactly why. Susie would have she, just she, been she on would, it. Well, but they, so Knott's needs to, I'm just trying to help out Knott's, they should have said, they, why, okay, so why were the rides chosen? They were chosen because of specific research that we did on what customers Dude, want. Dude, like, guest demand. Yeah, like, here, I, right. let, let, let me make something up for you. Yeah, like, they, they just opened the scrambler over at, at, the, at the boardwalk so they could... Re- so they could get rid of the log peeler. Um, the the pig pit and buggies will be a new version of the Charlie Brown Speedway in a different location. Well, now you're ruining the story. Let's and, read. And the other thing is was a <clears throat> freaking bounce house. Sorry, go ahead. Wow. Those rides are definitely fan favorites, but we're confident that the new ones will be well received, Arevalo said. What they're being replaced with is bigger and better. The three new rides are Charlie Brown's Kite Flyer, the swing ride will take 32 passengers 18 feet in the air. Each swing will hold two people. The center of the ride will be a tree, a kite-eating tree. As the tree How rises, Char- Charlie Brown will be revealed upside down and tied up in kite string. Oh, that's awesome. Pigpen's mud buggies, six ATVs will circle a perch on which Pigpen is sitting. As he looks on, the cars will take their four passengers on a bouncy, bumpy ride. Linus Launcher, inspired by the moments in the Peanuts comic strip when Snoopy would try to steal Linus's blanket, it launches them both into the air. Two people can lie on each of the 12 blanket-shaped cars, which will spin around 12 feet in the air. The ride promises a Woodstock's-eye view of Camp Snoopy. Right now, the park is working on some of the aesthetics of the Camp Snoopy area, Arevalo said. That includes replacing fencing and light poles and turning the concrete pathway into one that resembles a high Sierra trail. To do this, the areas around Sierra Sidewinder, Timberline Twister, and Camp Bus have been closed off. The latter two attractions are closed for now as well. So, here's the new camp editions of Camp Snoopy. That just sounds so much, so much more of an improvement in branding. I mean, really, you're in in you're intensifying your branding by going back to its roots and going back to its storytelling. They're really working hard in Buena Park and Knott's Berry Farm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And again, the price. And in our second story, the Howard Johnson Hotel and Water Playground at Disneyland announced recently that it received the 2014 Traveler's Choice Award in the category of Top 25 Hotels for Families in the U.S. by TripAdvisor.com. 
The hotel is ranked number nine in the country. Wow. I know. That blew me away. The annual TripAdvisor Traveler's Choice Awards honors the world's best hotels, earning their distinction from those who know them best, real travelers. Unlike any other hotel honors, TripAdvisor Traveler's Choice winners are based on millions of valuable reviews and opinions from travelers around the world. 2014 Traveler's Choice lists can be found online. Our team is dedicated to creating an outstanding family experiences experience for our guests. We see family groups of up to four generations staying with us as part of their annual family traditions. It makes us so proud of what we do, said William Simpson, marketing director for the Howard Johnson Hotel and Water Playground. That's interesting that they have their own marketing director just for that specific hotel. Yeah. It wasn't just a generic Howard Johnson marketing director. It is one of the only hotels across from the Disneyland entrance that benefits from seven private acres of landscape gardens and walkways, mid-century modern buildings, tall old growth trees, and two large water recreation areas, a pirate-themed water playground ground called Castaway Cove, and a separate large garden pool area accentuate the family-friendly activities. It's been a Disneyland area favorite for almost 50 years, and the Howard Johnson Hotel and Water Playground has been winning awards since the mid-1960s. I didn't realize the hotel was that old. Built as a Howard Johnson Hotel in 1965, the site was one of the first large hotels to accommodate Disneyland's overnight guests and won an award from the American Institute of Architects in 1966. I did not know, okay, did anybody know this? That the architect, William L. Pereira, who designed this hotel, who designed that hotel, was also the designer of the Transamerica Building in San Francisco. Really? really? Wow. And LAX. Wow. I wonder Howard if he Jones. designed Encounter Restaurant. Yeah, I know. That, that's what I'm thinking when they say LAX is that iconic building. Mm-hmm. So, wow. But So they won an award, but I did not realize that they were, not, I mean, to be that popular. I mean, of course, you have to have um, guests that are willing to go online and say that they love it. Right. Oh, th- for, they have a huge I, following on the Diz. I know, and I always know that we have that, that there's that following on the Diz. I always wondered, like, if it was outside of that circle, but obviously it is. So, I'd like, I wish, I, I, want, I actually want to see the other uh, 25. We would I'm curious to see what um, else is what, around what there. Yeah, what they're Yeah, let me, I'll, I'll let you know. Okay. Um, <laughs> the, really? Okay, I don't believe that. Okay, forget it. This is a sham. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, it says the number. Wait, what did we say this was for? The um, family friendly. Yeah, no. Number one, they put it. Well, that one according to TripAdvisor. So it's all relative. Florida's Resort in Orlando. I never even heard of it. Woodlock Pines Resort in Pennsylvania. Number two. Disney's Wilderness Lodge. Number three in Orlando. Obviously. Candy Cane Inn is number four. Now, nice. wait a second. Okay, so we just did a story on Hojo being number nine, and Candy Cane Inn is number four. Because Hojo's promoting it. Well, yeah, so they well then yeah. they, they yeah. got what yeah. they deserve because they, they worked they hard. Candy Cane yep. Inn, if they could have put out a press release, I would have read theirs mm-hmm. too. I don't, see, I don't see how Candy Cane Inn is number four. This is now, I'm, as the more I read, the more this award doesn't mean anything. They offer mm-hmm. breakfast. That's why they're number four. It's a location. Red well, Jacket Mountain View Resort in New Hampshire. Best Western Saratoga Resort Villas in Kissimmee, number six. Rocking Horse Ranch Resort in New York. No, okay. West Inn and Suites in Carlsbad. Like, okay, I'm okay. I now, okay, I, 
I need to get a statistician and look at this data. Because now I'm like kind of disappointed Howard Johnson's not number one. Howard Johnson, <laughs> number nine. Like, they built it up like it was the greatest thing ever. And then you see who beat them? Number nine, the Hojo. Number, they beat Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge. Nice. Okay. Um, That's a little hard to believe. It okay. is. I know. Well, I know, I love it, that resort. Well, now we see, though, any story, depending on how the data is collected. Mm-hmm. Um, so well, this you is really that. more of an expose on the news. And how this was really <laughs> story. Um, number 11, the residence inn in Garden Grove near the Anaheim Resort. Wait, oh, not the residence inn... The residence inn in um, near the park is so much better than the residence inn in Garden Grove. But really? they don't have a I protest. On, on tri- tri- okay. Disney's I, Art of Animation Resort is number 12. It is no residence in Garden Grove, obviously. <laughs> it's also no candy cane. <laughs> yeah. Kalahari <laughs> Resorts and Conventions in Dusky, Ohio. That's Cedar Point, right? Cedar Point. Right. Uh, Timber Ridge Lodge and Water Park. Ooh, that looks cool. Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. Lake Buena Vista Resort Village and Spa in Orlando. I see the pirate ship in Kalahari again in Wisconsin Dells. Staybridge Suites, Lake Buena Vista, Florida. I don't know what's so great about I I know all these places that we're going to average. And again, obviously, that residence inn is way better than number 18, the shabby Bay Lake Tower at Disney's Contemporary Resort. <laughs> Wait, but the Candy Cane Inn is better than Bay Lake Tower? <laughs> Bay, the Candy Cane Inn was number four. And, hey, the Bay Lake Tower is lucky it didn't it, – I mean, look at and look at the, the combo. Okay, so let's see. Number eight – okay, here's what we've got. Number 18, Bay Lake Tower. Number 19, right behind them, Spring Hill Suites in Philadelphia. <laughs> I'm thinking managers are clicking on some of these boats. <laughs> Oh, number 20. You know what? They're just mad that the Bay Lake Tower only lets people at the top of the World Lounge that are actually staying in the tower. (laughs) Well, number number 20. Number 20, the Disneyland Hotel. Yes. Wow. (laughs) What what was the title of the survey again, Tony? I know, family-friendly hotels. Okay, so... Yeah, that makes perfect sense. But maybe they're going for price. Like, okay, it's so cheap, you know, that's the only thing I can think of is that, well, it's not friendly friendly because I can't afford to have my... Because Bay Lake Towers does not have a pirate ship water feature. You're right. And it's expensive, as as crazy expensive as it can be. Uh, The Sheraton Vistana, 21. Key Lime Cove Indoor Water Park Resort in Gurney, Illinois. Homewood Suites, Harrisburg, East Hershey area, Pennsylvania. Marriott's Harbor Lake in Orlando. And 25, Jay Peak Resort in Jay, Vermont, but it looks really cool. It's all water parkish. But so now, obviously, now that we've seen the context, take that number nine as you, you know, it's like the 1980 Olympics when the Russians weren't there and we won like all the, was it the 80 that we didn't go? Yeah, the Russians. No, not the 80, 84, where the Russians weren't there, and we just kicked everybody's butt. Well, there's no more competition, so. I don't know, I was trying to come up with something. <laughs> I just don't understand how the Disneyland Hotel and Bay Lake Tower lost to... Candy Cane. Like, I can understand the Ohio and the Vermont ones, because maybe based on, like, how many people stay there or whatever. But if you just took the Disney ones in order, that's a crazy order. It is. What? And then I want to see four. Candy cane in. What is? What is it? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure why it would be more family-friendly than Howard Johnson's. My only thinking have... is his price. But yeah. it's about, yeah. it's not that far. Like, well, and the and fact also, that there's breakfast. I mean, the price, the breakfast, the, the location's basically the same. It has its own shuttle. No, no, no. You can, you can go to the Candy Cane Inn without trying to cross the street and get hit by an art bus. You can. You'd have to cross the street and get hit by a, a Toy Story lot bus. No, but that's a little more regulated. Yeah. Okay, that's the news. Cool. Thank you, Tony. Time for our rapid fires. Let's start with Michael. All right, Mr. Jack Lindquist, Disney legend and first president of Disneyland, will be making an appearance at Walt Disney's Barn, located in Griffith Park, California, on February 16th from 1 to 3 p.m. Mr. Lindquist will be signing copies of his memoir, In Service to the Mouse, which will be available for purchase at the barn the day of the event. I I read that book. It's a terrific book. Very humorous, and he um, tells it like it is. For more information, we will have a link to the Carolwood website in our show notes. Awesome. Thank you, Michael. Uh, Mary Jo? Taking you over to the Museum of Natural History in Los Angeles, they have an exhibit there now called Traveling the Silk Road. And this looks really cool. Um, it's a chance to experience the Silk Road as it was a thousand years ago. Oasis cities, night markets, camel caravans, spice merchants, and ancient science tools devised by sailors and scholars. Um, during its golden age, which was about 600 to 1200, the Silk Road opened up the world to new ideas and products. It stretched 40... 4,600 miles through scorching desert sands and freezing snowy mountain passes from eastern China through Central Asia to the Middle East. But along the way, travelers stopped in cities that at the time were most tolerant and advanced places on Earth. Now those cities come alive in this exhibit, Traveling the Silk Road, Ancient Pathway to the Modern World. And they have a Silk Road Marketplace and other exhibits that people can go see at the Museum of Natural History. And this exhibit will be there until April 13th. Very cool. Thank you, Mary Jo. I will go next. The Disneyana Fan Club will host their Disneyana Collectible Expo at the Crown Plaza Resort in Garden Grove on February 16th of this year. The event will be held from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. 5 p.m. And the cost for non-members i believe is six dollars and i will put a link in the show notes to their website where you can get a discount admission coupon so that it's always kind of they'll usually have disney celebrities and things like that they're autographing and things like that so it should be a fun time wow so quiet <laughs> <laughs> chirp, chirp, chirp. all right nancy Okay. You know, something we haven't talked about a lot on the show has been... Your wedding at the Grand California? <laughs> Wait, she got married? Why, I'm so glad you care. Aww. Roscoe's? No. Okay. With, I'm out of ideas. With all of the hubbub that's been going around um, with Universal Studios Orlando and their new announcement of Harry Potter and Diagon Alley going into that theme park. One of the things we've like neglected talking about is the whole upgrades and updates that Universal Studios Hollywood is going through um, regarding the whole Harry Potter thing, plus a few other things. 
Um, now, Disney is not really getting anything new this summer, but Universal is actually debuting Despicable Me, Minion Madness. And they're also actively constructing um, Harry Potter, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, in Universal Studios Hollywood. Um, let's talk about what's not at Universal first. Um, the Gibson Amphitheater, gone. Jaws, Amityville area, gone. Um, let's see, what else? Avalanche and um, the Return of the Mummy ride, gone. <laughs> they have plowed and pulled under so much area over at Universal, um, freeing up all this area for Harry Potter. Some of the areas, they're not sure what's going to be going in. You know, the people who have been um, on other theme park sites, as well as, you know, other people I've talked to local in the area, nobody's kind of really pinning on what's going in some of the stuff. We do know that Harry Potter is going into... Um, a section of the upper lot. Universal Studios Hollywood, for those of you not familiar, is an upper and a lower lot because it's built on the side of a hill. So um, the upper lot is the majority of the park um, with the entrance being up on the top part, City Walk being up on the top park, and uh, principal attractions like The Simpsons and such like that up on the upper level. The lower level contains things like Jurassic Park, um, Terminator, um, and a few of the other things like that. So, and then of course Universal actually is a working movie studio because it is on the Universal uh, Pictures lot. So, now that we've got a little background, let's talk about what's getting close to being done. Um, the whole Minion Madness thing is actually going to be kind of a land. And we hadn't talked about that before because we really, you know, hadn't heard much. I mean, they, even on local news, we don't hear much about Universal Studios. Um, and I haven't even gotten a local neighborhood mailer on them recently. Um, but they've expanded on the entrance from the Orlando. Lot. There's a lot online you can look up about Despicable Me. Um, for Universal Orlando, but here they're actually making a full reproduction of Gru's Street. So you'll be entering the attraction through Gru's house, and the queue will go through his living room and all that stuff. Who's Gru? You've never seen Despicable Me? Oh my god, no. Mary Jo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I'm sorry, lacking. Neither you are. <laughs> you are. It is quite... I gotta admit, it is one of the most entertaining non-Disney animated movies I have seen in a long time. And number two was just as good as number one. Oh, good um, to know. Yes, so you'll have to come over. The girls will be more than happy to watch them with you. Um, but Gru is, is the... Starts off in the first movie as being one of those... Resident villains. Who's the main character? Yeah, he's the main character. He's the oh. one who adopts make a, the little girls, to make a long story has minions, long, the main all that good stuff. Anyway, the, it's literally going to be a neighbor, Gru's neighborhood. They'll also be buildings representing the uh, the girls' orphanage and all that. Um, 
And on top of it, they um, are including another attraction area called the Super Silly Funland, which is the amusement park that Gru takes the girls to that results in the It's So Fluffy line, which my girls love, 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 love to uh, quote on. Anyway, Minion Mayhem, look for this opening spring 2014. We don't have any full days yet, but they do have the sign on the front of the attraction. The ride is in place. Despicable Me is all in place, and they're working on final programming now. So that's the update on that portion. They have walls all over Krusty um, the Simpsons attraction. They're redoing the queue. So in that whole area. So um, that's going to be a change. They haven't really talked about, though, what they're going to do for the Springfield makeover. There's no discussion whether it's going to be a full extensive Springfield makeover like they did in Orlando. But, so that's another thing going on. And then, of course, the big stuff is Harry Potter. They have not announced exactly what will be going into Harry Potter. Um, There's a lot of guesses that it's somewhere in between a mix of what's going into Diagon Alley, um, as well as the um, Hogwarts attraction um similar to what's in florida so that's kind of that's kind of up in the air but the thing is is they've cleared more land extensively than what they've talked about for this so who knows how big and this is on the lower portion of lot as well as the upper portion of the lot and nobody's really talking about what's happening with the lower portion of lot so they could very well um, be setting up to do a mix cool of Diagon Alley and, you know, we don't know. Cool. Don't know. Anyway, so the, um, we do know that Harry Potter is supposed to be opening in uh, 2016. And I look forward to giving you guys some updates. And if you want to hear about the whole Harry Potter Diagon Alley stuff, um, go on over to the Diz. And the Diz YouTube channel has a whole bunch of stuff from the Harry Potter event that just happened this weekend um, regarding the films and and all the, you know, celebrity and trivia bits. Yeah, the guys did a great job. Oh, my God, they did. I think it was last weekend, but... Oh, yeah, it was last weekend, but... Anyway. <laughs> Needless to say... <laughs> all right, thank you, Nancy. Tell me. Go and look at it. <laughs> okay. Okay, I've got, of course, because I always talk about San Diego, um, mm-hmm. two new things that are happening, one in SeaWorld and one in, well, um, the Safari Park that are that are about to start. One's already started and one's about to start, and I figure that's San Diego, so that can be combined as one thing, especially because mine <laughs> are usually pretty fast. So first, that in March in um, at SeaWorld San Diego, on March 21st, so if people are thinking, oh, do I want to go to San Diego when I'm planning my spring break trip? As part of SeaWorld's 50th celebration, they're going to be opening their newest attraction, Explorer's Reef. That's all I can tell you. Explorer's Reef. So they're going to be opening that, and um, they're now having a contest where you can um, get once-in-a-lifetime prizes and stuff. They're sending out to pass holders, and I'm sure if you um, go um, online, you can see more information about Explorer's Reef. But it's a whole new, I think, hands-on... Oh, hands in at Explorer's Reef. So there you go. That's one thing. And since we're going to keep the animal th- thing going, 
I really want to go to this. In uh, the at the San Diego, um, I still growing up. It's always been called the San Diego Wild mm-hmm. Animal Park, but now it's called the Safari San Diego Zoo Safari Park, and it's north of San Diego, so it's actually closer to Disneyland. Now, with all safaris that you get, they are including something called Shiley's Cheetah Run, which is daily at 3.30, weather permitting. And it says, witness the fastest land mammal up close and personal doing what it does best, run. Shiley's Cheetah Run, located near Lion Camp, is a unique jaw-dropping experience. Watch a cheetah dash on a 330-foot-long track that allows it to really stretch its legs and reach an astounding speed, 0 to 70 miles per hour in just 4 seconds while chasing a mechanical lure attached to its favorite toy. <laughs> if you're close enough, you may feel the wind as the cheetah passes by. Wow. Cheetah Run is made possible through the generosity of local philanthropist Darlene Shiley and is named in honor of Shiley, one of the participating cheetahs. That's a pretty interesting kind of experience. I, I don't. It's funny because the picture they have in the video, they obviously did some green screen work because the cheetah is like right in front of a family sitting down on the... Um, well, it's the pretty. Grass. It's pretty Have you close. Done it? I've I've seen it. It was um, we had gone there for on a Segway tour, mm-hmm. and, and they had the cheetah run. And it's I forget what keeps the cheetah from the people eating the children. Yeah, but it's it's <laughs> it's the lure. The lure. <laughs> it's the lure. Yeah, but it, I mean, it was right there, and and you get to see how fast they run. It's pr- It's a really cool thing. So again, that's the um, they're now promoting the whole Shiley's Cheetah Run daily at three thirty, and then the new at SeaWorld, the um, the new reef, the new reef exper- the um, Explorers Reef that's going to happen in March. Very so cool. Thank you, there you go. All right, that is rapid fire time for our thread of the week, Mary Jo. This week we have a thread by Billy and JJ, um, and the. Th- Billy and JJ asked, the best souvenir at Disneyland. I am just curious about what people think is the best souvenir to take home from Disneyland. I know this is subjective, but I'm interested in any and all replies. We will be there for our first and likely only, at least for a very long time, visit. And we have little time to shop. So what should I be on the lookout for and where can I find it? So this is, let's think a once in a lifetime trip to Disneyland. What would you guys recommend that Billy and G- JJ take? I'll start. I'll call. To, let's start with you, Tony. Can you repeat that again, specifically? Like, oh, sorry. I guess I should be near the <laughs> microphone. I'm not used to that. Can you give me? I'd like. To, I'd like to hear it again, specifically. Like, no, because <laughs> okay. like, what? Like, give me some more. I want some more it's, background on it. Basically, it's a uh, um, their first time to Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be a long time before they can go again, and they have very little time to go shopping. So they want ideas of what they what would be the best souvenir that they should take from from Disneyland. I can't give an exact souvenir other than something that says Disneyland and not Disney Parks, because I'm kind of against that whole thing. Um, I would, you know what? I would think. I hate to say this, getting all the pictures on the rides. Oh, that's a nice because one. Because those rides are specific to Disneyland. You'll remember them and then somehow putting them in an album, but getting all those ones that, um, you know, that they automatically take for you or they will. Like I actually say, I hate to say PhotoPass, but something like that and then putting it together in an album because then it's specific to you and your trip and you'll remember it. So 
There's my answer. <laughs> nice. Michael, what about you? Yeah, I agree with Tony that something that's specific to Disneyland. Uh, my first thought, too, is something like get the theme park music CDs for Disneyland and any of the Disneyland souvenir books, you know, the pictorial books, um, you know, uh, the, those because you can't get those at Disney World. And and one thing that Carol and I always got, they used to have at Disneyland, and they reintroduced it at California Adventure, but we got them every year for our kids and everything when we go to Disney World, are the ornaments, Christmas ornaments. And we have them, you know, with our name and the year. And now that Disneyland is starting to do that, if they're going at the right time, I would get, you know, a personalized Christmas ornament. That would be nice, too. Nancy, what about you? I would say get something, you know, if you're going to go for a tangible item, I would get something practical that you could, something that you could use and always remember. Like if it, if you want something to remember the two of you, I would maybe get, um, you know, something romantic. I would maybe get a pair of wine glasses or a tea, you know, a tea, one of the real cool teapots. Or something like that. You know, something that you can use a lot and remember that trip tangibly. Not a plastic back scratcher that you're just going to throw in a drawer. <laughs> you know, right. I mean, something, something, that you'll, something that you'll actually use. You know, and, dish, and, you know some dish, uh, like a serving platter or, you know, a chip and dip or, you know, I mean, there's lots of... There's lots of fun things that you can do all the time. One of my I, favorite some of gifts... Those, some of those, though, don't... They don't, don't say, say Disneyland, Disneyland, but, yeah. you know, say you get, you know, you could get his and hers mug. You know, you could get mugs, because they do make some Disneyland-specific mugs. Um, you could get something from, um, say, the Arebus Brothers shop, you know, mm -hmm. from the glass, you know. Mm -hmm. You know, a, a crystal, crystal item. Yeah. Or... Well, and um, the crystal items, they can have them engraved, too, which is nice. Right. So, I mean, there's lots of different things you can do in that respect. Um, but I agree. Something, you know, the music's a great idea, although it's very hard. You know, you would have to find music specific, like the Dapper Dans or the Royal Street Bachelors. I think... I get the Carthay Circle. Yes, um, the Carthay Circle music. or the Cars Land. I would definitely... I would definitely look for... Or like the Firehouse... Um, the for Firehouse Five... You know, are the Firehouse Band, whatever they call it these days. Mm -hmm. Firehouse 5 plus 2. Are they still the 5 plus 2? I don't think so. That was inherent to the animation mm -hmm. group, right? I think they just call them the Fire, the Firehouse something whatever. or other. Anyway, but my point is, Disneyland's always been really good about um, promoting their internal musicians through through um, individual albums and CDs, much more so than Florida. That's Much mo more so than Florida. So that's something, you know, something to consider. But, yeah, something that the two of you will use frequently. If it's got to be a tangible item, get something that you'll use frequently, even if it's just a throw, a Disneyland-specific throw, that you can cuddle up on the couch with and watch movies. Aww. That one's nice, too. Tom, what about you? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with Nancy. It's got to be something that you're going to see every day or 
or I mean, yeah, I agree with Michael. Also, a Christmas ornament. So every year you remember your trip. Um, none of this other, you know, like I said, a back scratcher or playing cards that say Disneyland or a, or you know, junk that you're going to throw away after after or it's going to get just stuck in a drawer. That's why I, I never. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm addicted now to buying baseball caps, and so every you know every other trip I'm I'm adding a new baseball cap to my collection. But you know, it's it's you know something that I remember, and you know, I'll, I'll, and I use them, you know. So, and well, that's you, go ahead. You, of course, nobody suggested, of course, Mickey ears. Yeah, one of the uh, the listeners said that she got her um, Mickey slot said that she got her first pair of ears when she was 22 and she's 45 now and she still has them hanging in her living room. Yep. And that's just so iconic, right? Yep. Escape to Disney says her favorites are the silhouettes, artist sketches from off the page, coffee mugs, blankets, Christmas ornaments, um, and the Disneyland books that they sell in the store there. Somebody else had an idea of, of um, getting pictures and getting... You know how you can send pictures to um, a website and have the pictures put on a mug so that they could have their favorite pictures of Disneyland on a mug that they would use? Kind of like what Nancy was saying, something they they would use all the time, but it would have pictures from what, um, specific pictures with them in it. So I thought that was kind of cool too. But there's there's a lot of ideas, and you guys named some ideas that they don't have in the thread, so I think that's really nice too. If anybody else, (laughs) so thank you. And I'll I'll put a note on the thread that uh, listen to the podcast for more ideas. But if anybody has some ideas or would like to get some, because there's a lot of really good ones here, um, it's called Best Souvenir at Disneyland, and we'll have a link in our show notes page. Awesome. Thank you, Majo. Thank you, team. Before we close out the show, I want to share with you my exclusive interview with D23's Jeffrey Epstein. Hey folks, Tom Bell here. I am here with the original Disney geek, Mr. Jeffrey Epstein from D23, the official Disney fan club. Welcome, Jeffrey. Hi, Tom. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, sure. Anytime. You are so welcome on the Diz Unplugged. Awesome. I'll see you tomorrow. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. (laughs) Uh, So let's talk about 2014. Lots of exciting things happening in, in the D23 world. Indeed. (laughs) <laughs> let's let's talk about some of the some of the uh let's 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 talk about the screenings first you have some some of your patented burbank screenings coming up uh some great movies this year the jungle book um adventures of ichabod and mr toad sleeping beauty oh my favorite little mermaid yep um we're really excited you know like one of, one of the things that we you, you know we get a, a great piece of feedback people obviously own a lot of these movies already, right. but the opportunity to come to the Disney lot, see them in the the studio theater where Walt yeah. himself used to sit and screen movies. Mm-hmm. There's something really terrific about that. Yeah. And for the Jungle Book screening, which is coming up uh, on, on the 15th, right. we're so excited because Disney legend Floyd Norman, who uh, nice. was an animator on the film, is going yeah. to be there to introduce the film and then um, talk after the film about about making it, which is, uh, I think, going to be such a treat for everyone who comes to that. So that's we're really excited about, about that event. And we're hoping to provide, um, you know, we, I don't know that we're going to be able to pull out a Disney legend for every screening, but we're certainly... <laughs> 
certainly hoping to, to continue our, our tradition of bringing out some really great speakers to nice. talk about the films. Which, which of these are you, are you looking most forward to? I would be remiss if I singled out one, so I'm just going to say I love all these nice. movies. Although, although like you, I am a, a, a The Little Mermaid always holds a very special place in my heart. So, and, and I, I'm and very I believe on our our podcast cruise that's coming up at the end of the year, we have Jody Benson joining us. So that would that'll be uh, just a few days, you know, a couple weeks before. So it might be a good preview for the podcast. There you cruise. go. Very, that's um, that's exciting. You also have a screening of Mary Poppins coming up this fall or this week. Yeah, we're, we're, we're in the midst of planning a 50th anniversary celebration. We wanted to do something that was um, as, as close to the original premiere as possible. Um, although the original premiere, if we were doing it on that date, would have been on a weekday, and we realized that's not always convenient for people. So we, so we, we compromised and found a good weekend day where we could do something, um, and, and we're looking forward to that as we, as we put together all the pieces and see who's available to attend. Do we, do we have a location on that yet? Uh, Los Angeles area, but we're, we're, we're exploring a couple of potential uh, ideas right now. Okay. Um, also, some great D23 exclusive uh, days at Mickey's of Glendale again this year. Also, some days at the Walt Disney Studios and Archives. Those are always fun. Yeah, we're really we're really excited. I mean, the member feedback always has been terrific about the studio tours, and and because unlike um, some of the other studios, really the only way to get the official studio tour is right. to do it through D twenty three, which is great. So they get that really that special attention, that real VIP experience, which we love to give. Um, I, I'm one of the people who gives the tour sometimes, and I love being able to share all of the history of the lot and, and my love of Disney with people who I know appreciate it and people who we know love it as much as we do. Uh, and, the, and the Mickey's of Glendale shopping days are just terrific. Um, it, it, they've, they've really continued to blow that out more and more. They're going to be announcing some very special guests for the shopping day in April, which is uh, going to be cool. Um, and, and the great thing now that there's this wonderful campus there is that the members who come can can at, at least relax on the campus, and they have a Starbucks there that's open on that weekend. Um, so so it, it's a little bit more than just like, hey, come in and shop. There's the opportunity to pin trade and vinyl trade, and, and of course, they always have some terrific exclusive items that are only available in Mickey's of Glendale. So that's, those are, of course, a, a signature fun events, and, and people come from all around for those. I'll make sure I put all those dates up on our site and on our show notes for you. Uh, let's, let's talk about then, the anniversary celebration this year. What, what's, what's on tap? Well, I mean, what isn't on tap? We, you know, we've got so many fantastic things celebrating anniversaries this year. Um, it, it's really, it really exciting. I mean, from the 1964-1965 New York World's Fair and all of Disney's incredible contributions to that fair, from Small World to Lincoln to Ford's Magic Skyway and um, uh, Carousel of Progress, to uh, to other, so many other incredible anniversaries, Donald Duck, um, The Little Mermaid, uh, Sleeping Beauty, but the two of the movies that we're screening this year, Haunted Mansion, um, and, and and theme parks themselves, Disney's Hollywood Studios, originally Disney MGM, um, is celebrating its anniversary, and along with that, um, a lot of those attractions and 
Pleasure Island. That much uh, one of one of our favorite areas is celebrating an anniversary. So there's a lot of a lot of uh, meat to celebrate this year. We're really really excited to hit the road again. Um, the archives. The country again once this year. Yep. Uh, we're, we're planning at least 10 cities. Um, nice. we, we, because it's the fall, we're still locking in venues, so we, don't, we, we didn't want to announce all of them. But, of course, um, Boston, Chicago, Los Angeles, Orlando, New York, Seattle, um, as, well as, as well as some other cities are going to be visited. So we're incredibly excited to hit the road, see our members in person. It's one of the things that we love doing to really connect with the, the members and, and, the, and Disney fans all around the country. Because it is sometimes challenging for us um, to hit the road and do things um, just anywhere. So, so these the fan anniversary events really give us the opportunity to do something unique for the members that we know that they really are interested in. Right. Speaking of hitting the road, uh, there's some Disney Store mixers coming up? Uh, there will be. Um, okay. We work with our partners at Disney Store, um, usually based around when they're opening new stores, so that way oh, okay. our members are among the first to see those stores, um, and they usually will will cart out some special uh opportunities or sometimes special merchandise, things like that. So um, as soon as we have some of those, we're going to announce them. But then, of course, the other the other big, big event this year that we have coming up that we announced is Destination D Attraction yes. Rewind, which we're right. incredibly excited about, uh, presented by our friends at H2O Plus, who, for those anyone who's ever stayed in a Disney resort knows <laughs> they have the best, best products I frequently find myself perhaps taking a few home with me. Um, but uh, it, we're really excited about Attraction Rewind. It's a great opportunity for us to look back at some beloved attractions that, um, uh, that, that are no longer in the parks. Um, obviously, things like, you know, if you had wings, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, Adventure Through Inner Space, as well as, as, well as a look at the, the World's Fair as well. There, there's a really good opportunity there to look at some of the things that um, were spawned from the World's Fair and, and, and things that maybe had been conceived of that never came to be as well. So there's, there's, it's going to be a really awesome event in Orlando, and we've, we're going to be announcing more details about that soon. Um, and, July and get, 26th and 27th, right? July 26th and 27th, and, and to just so that if anyone's you know, already buying their, their airline tickets, to, to, there will be check-in the day before, so, and, as well as some special things happening then. So we want to make sure that... Uh, we want to make sure that we're giving everyone as much notice as possible yeah, sure. um, because the, one of the great things about these these bigger events is that we found people come in from all over the world, not just yes. all over the country for them. Yeah. So in terms of planning, and we want people to be able to to uh, get the best deals possible. And just, just from from my, my side, Destination D is awesome. You don't want to miss it if you're in the Orlando area or even on the East Coast. Heck, California, make the trip. Those those events are 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 wonderful. They're really fun. It, it, they're fun. It, it, you know, when we conceived of them, the idea was really, what do we do to in an off expo year to mm -hmm. balance out the that that demand for a big event? Right. And there really is that terrific opportunity to celebrate 
Disney's rich history. So, of course, you know, we did 75 years of animation. We did Walt Disney World's 40th, Disneyland's 55th. So this time it felt really uh, like a really good moment to celebrate some of the things from the past because we know so many of our members love the nostalgia and the history. So we thought this is a great opportunity to blow it out and do something really big with that. So we're we're incredibly excited. where the expo is very forward-looking, this is something that gives us a chance to really dive into the archives, and the archives um, is working very, very hard to find some really cool stuff that people have never seen before. They've already carted out some stuff for us that has blown our mind. So that's going to be great, and and maybe a look forward as well. Um, I, I'm just going to we'll, we'll tease that for now, but we'd, we'd love you know in, in previous um, destination D's members. Uh, Members got to hear Let It Go before. Anyway, it was the first public performance of Let It Go at, at Disneyland. Uh, I mean, at, at, when we did the event at Disneyland for 75 years of Disney feature animation. So hopefully we get to do some sneak peeks as well. We'll see how that, how that goes. <laughs> Such a tease. <laughs> well, if I gave everything away, then there'd be no surprises later, Tom. I know, I know, I know. Um, so let's let's look at the calendar. Let's see what else is coming up. Disney and Dickens always always a great great time here in here in Southern California. Yep, and, um, and we are going to be announcing another um, the lunch with a legend that we just had with Marty Sklar last mm-hmm. week was so we got such a terrific response. Um, we want to we're going to continue the lunch with a legend program where uh, members get to come and actually have lunch with a Disney legend and and talk to them and um, and we're, we're keeping them very intimate, which of course as as you can imagine makes them very high demand. But we we really wanted to give members that that opportunity to have that that intimate exchange that we know they, right. they value so much. Really so that, and I yep. think, I think the, the Imagineers and the cast members love it too. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, <laughs> I, I could sit in a room and, and listen to Richard Sherman read the phone book and I'd be happy. So, well, yeah, exactly. um, <laughs> so, so we're, so we're, so we're gathering up some, some great legends and we're going to be announcing some more of those throughout the year. Um, we, we do have a few other cool events that we will be announcing. Uh, obviously when we, when we do this, uh, when we do our events release where we're only announcing uh, a fraction of what right. is to come um, because so many things come to us um, from our partners and and we we jump on those opportunities so certainly we're, we're hoping to work with the studios to do more screenings with our members um and as uh, interactive to do more first looks at some new games things like that that we've done in the past and and some more some other d23 events as well we just sometimes takes a few minutes for us to to get them all planned and locked in before we can announce them make sure you watch that website or follow was it at, at- Disney D twenty three on Twitter? at Disney yeah at Disney D twenty three on Twitter and Facebook there you absolutely go. you get you you'll get the latest news as soon as we announce things we we post them up there and I mean if it, you look at last year we did over forty events so the fact that we've announced just over I, I would say you know just over a dozen right now it, it gives you a hint of how, of how many more are 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 planned to come so let's talk about Disney uh, or let's talk about D twenty three membership. Sure. Uh, Everyone should be a member. The end. There we go. Join <laughs> today. And, and if you remember what you get, and if you remember what do you get? Um, you really get to. Unlock the magic of Disney. I, I know that that sounds a little, um, perhaps a little hokey maybe, but that, that to me has really been the wonderful thing that D23 does for its members. We really do 
unlock the magic of Disney for Disney's fans. They get to go behind the scenes, behind the curtain, behind the attraction on on everything. Isn't that what, what every Disney fan wants to do. I goodness knows it's what I want to do, and and, <laughs> and I'm a huge Disney fan. So yes, absolutely. We yeah. we love we love that. So I mean, obviously, if if the uh, we have our publication Disney 23, which last year we made exclusively uh, a benefit for our gold members. Okay. Um, so that will continue. We've got our new issue um, actually coming out very shortly. Uh, very excited about that. Um, and and it, based on a few of the things I've been talking about, let's just say some of those things may be included in a big way so, so that we're very excited about the new issue of the magazine. Um, so that's obviously a really great benefit. Certainly our annual gift this year, which is the D23 Faniversary 23-month calendar, which, like our Faniversary events, celebrates all these great Disney landmarks that are celebrating milestone anniversaries over the next 23 months. So I'm looking at February right now when we've got great moments with Mr. Lincoln, but then throughout the calendar you see you know, the launch of, of uh, Disney. You know, Hollywood Pictures began operations on February 1st. So says my calendar. So it's a, it, it's a really great resource, and I think it's fun. Anyone who's a Disney trivia fan will really love it. Um, it's colorful and wonderful. So that's a great gift that all of our Gold and Silver members get. Gold and Silver get access to all of the events that you and I were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, access to, of course, the merchandise, the exclusive Boutique 23 merchandise, the membership card and membership certificate, which are uh, important, the card especially for getting all of the member discounts that we have to offer, and we can talk about that in a second. And um, and then the free members, um, and, and if you're not a member and, and want to sample and just sort of see a little bit of what it's like, please join for free. We'd love to have you. Um, free members have the opportunity to access all of the gated content on d23.com, and we literally have thousands of pages of exclusive member content, including the complete Disney A to Z from Dave Smith, which is updated regularly. So everything from Big Hero 6 to... Muppet and Muppets Most Wanted, all the way back to the founding of the company and Walt's birth, are are included there, which is fantastic. So, really great content on d23.com, and and free members do get access to about ten discounts, um, as well as the merchandise and and things like that. Um, but our gold and silver members have access to over fifty discounts, which we were so excited to be able to announce some some new discounts this year, um, including expanded discounts. Uh, we already had some really terrific discounts at Good Neighbor Hotels in the Anaheim area, and we now have three fantastic hotels in the Walt Disney World Good Neighbor downtown awesome. Disney area. So that's really terrific. We really wanted to be able to offer more to our members on the East Coast or those who go to Walt Disney World. Um, we we uh, we we uh, expanded some of our downtown Disney Anaheim discounts to include the Patina restaurants and the, the Earl of Sandwich, which is terrific. Um, I love Earl of Sandwich. I can't. Mm-hmm eat there enough. Um, so there's, you know, there's over 50 discounts and, and a lot, and there are online discounts too. So if you're not visiting a park or perhaps some of these things aren't near you, you can get discounts. Uh, one of the best ones that we know a lot of our members take advantage of is our Disney store discount. Um, right now spend any a member who spends uh, $60 or more gets 15% off their purchase, which is a wow. pretty 
good deal, yeah. um, I think. Um, so we know our members love those discounts, and that's a, a discount that they can also use in their Disney store. They can just print out a certificate and show their membership card and, um, and, and get that discount in store as well. So that's very popular. So lots of great online things as well, even, even if you're um, somewhere where perhaps there's not a Disney experience that you can take advantage of. Excellent. Exciting things coming up in, at D23 this year. You also have someone new at D23. Yeah, Adam Sanderson's now the SVP of Corporate Communications. We're really excited to have him on board. He's incredibly enthusiastic, has a great, great love of Disney. Um, in, in fact, just uh, the other day was showing me his Richard Sherman autographed copy of the <laughs> Small World Souvenir 45 from the 64-65 from the World's Fair. So, um, so it, it's terrific to have Adam on board. He's a, a, a big fan. We'll pass on our welcome here from the Diz Unplug. I, I absolutely will. What have we missed, Jeffrey? It sounds like an exciting year. It is. You know what? Every year is it, it, the great thing is because Disney always has new and exciting mm-hmm. uh, products and, and and entertainment that we're introducing. It gives us new things to celebrate all the time. Whether it's mm-hmm. the opening of the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train that we'll, I'm sure we'll be writing about a lot on D23.com, uh, or um, the opening of Maleficent, and and certainly anyone who went to the expo or, or went to our website afterwards and, and saw saw some of that coverage. Uh, Angelina Jolie is, I think, really going to. Uh, hit it out of the park based on the footage we've seen. So it's it, it's great, and that's the wonderful thing is there's always something new to celebrate. There's always something new for us to be um, to add to our our coterie of fandom, right. um, which is wonderful because everyone who works here really is excited about the product um, and 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 all of the the new things as well as the legacy and the history. So, and, and how those two things intertwine, which is one of the things I think we try to do at D23 is show how the history influences the present and even the future. Right. Jeffrey, thank you so much for joining us today. Tom, thanks so much for having me. It's a, it's always a pleasure. That is going to do it for this episode of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Disneyland shows this week. And of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shaped. Thanks for listening.